Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited for this episode today because it's kind of kicking off my Moving to London series, and I know that I've mentioned this before, but yes, it's finally happening. You might actually be listening to this while I'm in the air, but I'm so excited to have Dee and Joey on the show today. They're from the New to the City podcast, and we just all talk about our experiences in kind of doing the move to London, and we just, it was a great conversation because I feel like we can just relate on so many different topics. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. All right, so I'm so excited to have Dee and Joey on the show today. They are from the podcast New to the CT, and I'm so excited to have them because I think I found Dee through this Facebook page called Americans in London post about her podcast. And then once I looked into it, I was like, are you kidding me? Because, you know, I'm kind of doing the transition of moving to London. And so I figured it'd just be totally perfect to have you guys on the show. So I'd love for you guys to have a chance to introduce your podcast, introduce yourselves. Sure. So my name is Deshane, but everybody calls me Dee. And I am originally from Canada, but then I moved to the States when I was 13. So I'm a dual citizen. And now I live in my third country. (laughs) <laughs> and I just moved to London a month ago, literally a month yesterday wow. was my yeah anniversary. And I started a podcast about it with my best friend, Joey. It's new to the city. City. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like city, but like tea, like puns okay. for days. I, I, like, yeah, I was looking <laughs> at that tea part. So I was like city. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, my name is Joey. I was raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I kind of always have an affinity, 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 affinity <laughs> towards cities. <laughs> and yeah, um, I'm moving to London, hopefully relatively soon. Now we can get into that conversation, but um, I am on my way to London relatively soon to join my husband. So yes. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited to just, it sounds like a really random topic, but I think just the premise of like visas and how um, a lot of people will just ask me just because I've done the student visa and I've kind of done, you know, doing school abroad and that sort of experience. And people always kind of ask like, well, how do I just move to London if you're not a citizen if you don't you know have because I had I actually met a friend who's like my best friend that I'm actually going to move in with in London but she's from New York originally and then she actually at the end of our master's programs figured out that because her aunt had married her her uncle in London she basically could apply for a passport and she's been there ever since (laughs) honestly it's like you have to look out like all of us have lucked out in like the most random ways like I happen to have a passport from a commonwealth country so I got a visa really easily Joey happened to meet someone who (laughs) has a passport so he can move and you have you got sponsored right by your work yeah like so hard to do especially being on those Facebook groups like everyone's that's the dream is getting sponsored by a company to be able to and I also I think that like a big part of I think the reason we wanted to start our podcast as well was to kind of take away that like illusion of in like that kind of like daunting idea of, of moving to a new country and and trying to apply for visas and all of that like it seems so daunting and so there's not like a clear cut answer to like how to get a visa and I think that's why Dee and I wanted to start the podcast in the first place was so that people could listen to us and go oh like maybe it is more complicated than I thought or maybe certain things are more complicated but other things make way more sense and I think that we wanted to kind of break down that like huge barrier of I think the scary idea of getting a visa in the first place 100% 
Yeah, it really is. And I think just like the whole process now that I've done like the student one a few years ago, and now I've just completed the work one. And I think, I mean, I don't know what your experiences are now, Joey, but like, I think just everything with COVID has totally just backtracked things. And then they did like a major change in their immigration systems and in around like October or the end of October. So that actually helped ease things. But prior to that, it was like, you know, even though I was working with them and I've been working with them since about May or June, you kind of have to like prove why you have, you want to bring someone overseas and you have to prove why, why me and not anyone else that's an English citizen. And it's like, it's such a process and it's, it's expensive too. I will say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I totally, I think I kind of relate to that in, in a sort of definitely in like a little bit of a different way. It's like, we have to like my husband and I, his name's Jacob. He has to like basically prove like that we are able to live together in the place that we're living and like the amount of money that he's making and the amount of money that he's going to make and how much money he has and like it's all proving that like it's going to be okay and like I'm I'm basically not going to be a, a quote-unquote leech to the system into the government and to prove that like we're going to be okay and that we don't have to rely on the government so it's been and like especially like you said with COVID like there's definitely like pros and cons to it where it's like there's not as many people applying so I think that some of the processes are moving a little bit quicker but then you also like I so I'm in the process of getting my visa right now and I'm waiting on one thing I'm literally waiting on one single thing to apply for it and it's stamped bank statements and Mm. the amount of time that I've had to sit on hold to call and the 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 delays that that COVID has caused especially within like the banking system and, and me getting stamped bank statements has been an absolute nightmare and has made the process just like weeks longer so I there's definitely like pros and cons with how COVID has affected getting your visa and it's frustrating at times but then there's also times that like if it wasn't happening like I don't know how much longer it could have taken you know yeah yeah Dee what was your experience like for me COVID actually was so helpful (laughs) because (laughs) for the tier five visa basically you only have to prove like three things and it's you are you have a passport from a commonwealth country and there's like 11 of them I think and then you have to apply for the visa before the day you turn 31 and you have to prove that you have $2,200 in the bank account I guess just so you can prove that like you can survive for a little bit until you get a job once you get here and then basically each country is allowed to approve a certain number of tier five visas. So like once I applied, the only way I wasn't going to get it is if they already let in, I think it's like 250 people from Canada into like this specific country. But because of COVID, nobody's moving anywhere. Like it's a crazy thing to move in the middle of a pandemic. So um, (laughs) basically my passport just waltzed into the like immigration office and they were like, she wants to do what? Yeah, let her go. And then here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was so with my work visa, we had like, there was a really annoying thing that happened back in October, kind of when the immigration changes happened. But so my visa is basically a tier two visa that's now called like a skilled worker visa. But Mm -hmm. prior to this, since my work did it, there was a lot of stuff that they had to do on their end, including like there's different like job codes that you have to put in and you have to have like the right job code for the right salary threshold and all this stuff. And essentially, like the application that we made 
made in September to October got rejected, not because of me and, you know, who I am. And, you know, I've proved that I meet like the points or whatever, but it was literally because it was the wrong job code. And even then my boss was like, it's, this is super uncommon, but they actually emailed us and said, you know, it got rejected. This is why here, use this job code. This is the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So it was, it was frustrating to say the least. And I think, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I think there was a point where I was thinking, okay, I'm going to move in like September, October. I'm not going to be home with family for the holidays. And I've kind of just been living at home ever since I came back from London back in, um, I flew back literally on leap year of 2020. So it was like the brink of when COVID started. And oh I was, my gosh, yeah. I was so confused. And I kind of came back and it, I came back like on the day that my student visa expired. I stayed the entire year and a half that you get. And I was just so confused. And, you know, I kind of, I gave it a go and I tried to look for work here, but I was just like, you know, it's just not going to be the same. Like I had a very yeah. short experience of like working in the UK and it's just, it's such a different experience. And like everything about London, everyone's always like, why are you, why do you keep going back? And I'm like, you, you just don't know what it's like to like- you don't know until you know. Yeah, like you, I literally feel like I fell in love with a city, which sounds so weird. I mean, Joey, you fell in love with a person. <laughs> so that sounds a little better. <laughs> there's just, there's something that like when you walk, you're like walking down the streets and you go, this connects with me for some reason that I literally cannot explain that I can't even try to explain, but like for some reason it feels right. And there's just like this, uh, this overwhelming feeling of just being in the right place and knowing that like, this is the place you, you need to be. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that's, that's how we all feel considering we're all going through the the hell that is visa and trying to get over there. But yeah. Well, Joey and I both had that experience separately where we hadn't planned on really moving to London yet, but we landed in London and felt the energy and like the culture and just everything. And we both had a moment of being like, this is where my like soul needs to be. And it's so nice because so many people just, you know, born in a specific town and like, that's where all their friends are and that's where their parents are. And they just don't even think about what if I was meant to be somewhere else. And like, honestly, if I hadn't traveled so much for work, I would never have known that like London was the place that I really was like meant to be. So I feel very fortunate that that I was able to find this place. And I still get moments like that. Like I'll be walking down the street, going to work and I'll look around and I'll have like a moment of like lucidness. And I'll be like, first of all, who like signed the permission slip that let me be here? And like, I, I'm just so happy. And even, I mean, that's a lot to say in the middle of a pandemic to be just like so excited about where you are. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I also like with like, cause I've been working from home for this company overseas, you know, for the past nine months or so, which has been a whole other experience of just early mornings and (laughs) hours behind is all all the fun but I just I think like I keep thinking and I keep forgetting that I've never met like any of my colleagues I've never met my boss and and I'm just I'm thinking and I'm like that's gonna happen and that's about to happen and that's so weird that I'm gonna like also go to work in person and go to like a physical office is like and it is like such a like blessing to like say and be able to say that I get that we get to do that and you get to like go to work in person because so many so many people that I know at least here where I'm based in Seattle are just like working from home inevitably so Mm -hmm. 
it's just yeah I was just I, I was gonna kind of just touch on what, like what you said earlier about like um just like the frustration of like you know like especially with like you getting like uh, submitting an application and it coming back and being like uh no like I you definitely like there's so many there's so many things that Jacob and I have encountered in getting our visa in like you thought that you were going there and you thought you'd be there and like you thought you had a- arrived and you were ready to go and then like all of a sudden like you slam into a wall and they're like nope you got to turn right and then the- you slam into another one they're like nope you got to turn left and like you you're like constantly like meeting these roadblocks and it's it's like I think that's also a reason why to Shane and I wanted to start our podcast like is it's not only about like the easy and the good and us moving to London like also documenting like all of these frustrations that we have and, under- and understanding that like it's not just okay great we want to go there so we're going to go there like there's definitely like we wanted to for it to be relatable we wanted it for people to like take the journey I think with us in trying to to do all those things so those frustrations are totally heard here those frustrations <laughs> are totally understood here and I totally get that <laughs> I was so stressed out because I was working at like a corner store and one of the customers came in this was like I had applied for my my renewal of my Canadian passport but I didn't have it back yet so I had not even applied for the visa I knew that I wanted to move but like I was nowhere close to actually moving on some random guy came into the store that I was working at and he was like you know flights to like Europe are really cheap right now and I was like what (laughs) and then I ran home looked at flights I think a one-way flight was like $220 and so I picked the date that I wanted to like feasibly move and I just bought a ticket no visa no like passport yet really and I was like no I'm doing this like I'm moving and then I was like (laughs) now I have a flight but no visa and now I'm stressed out (laughs) (laughs) that is wow I mean I've kind of had like the opposite experience and I think just with what you were saying Joey like I think what's so frustrating about this experience of like applying and getting like rejected or having little roadblocks for me especially has been like so many of the friends that I've made in London and like university friends that I've had that are like you know very excited for me to come back and it's like really cool and it's awesome to have that support it gets to a point where like some of them are kind of just like when are you coming back when are you coming back and it's kind of like the same question and I'm just like you know I ask I ask that question every day to the government out loud like I just like I'm verbally like kind of yelling at my computer So it gets frustrating. It can be so, so tough, I think, like mentally, because obviously it's like not, you know, a play on your character and it's not a play on like, you know, you're not worthy or you're not, you're not deserving. It's just like, there's so many steps that people don't know about. And it's like, when you're trying to physically move yourself and like relocate, especially in a pandemic, it's just like, there's so many things that I don't think people think about. Mm -hmm. It's like the, that getting the question of like, oh, when you're going back to London and you just have to like run through the same script. Like, and to Shane, I'm sure you can relate to this is like when you used to work on ships, like you, you would go and, ha- and host a backstage tour. You had these like prepared scripted answers that you gave to every single person. And you know, in your head that all of those questions were coming. It was like, it's now the same thing for me about like people asking like, oh, like when are you going back to London? It's like, well, so we're applying for the visa and I'm waiting on this, this and this. And then once we get that, the lawyer then 72 hours. And then from there, like, it's just like these like scripted answers. And it's, it is, there's, there's a point of it that is, and like, I'm so happy that people are interested in, in my, my life and my journey, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, why wouldn't they be? But <laughs> that it, it sometimes is like a bit draining because like you're asking yourself those same questions and you're the one who's frustrated and like being like, well, I'm waiting on this and why the hell aren't these people getting their stuff together so that I can get my stuff together to then go. Like it's in, you just kind of have to like fight through that and you just like, there are, trust me, there are days when like I call, I call Jacob and I'm just like, I can't deal with it today. Like I'm frustrated. I'm emotionally drained today and I just want to like, be in the UK I just want to be with you and there are just days where you just kind of have to deal with that emotion and just kind of work through it in the best that you can you know yeah the, the week before I moved like they'd started shutting a lot of borders in Europe and um, there was like the new strain that was being discovered and a whole bunch of stuff so people's favorite thing just come up to me and say was you know you're not going to be allowed in the country right and I was like thank you for that. But I'm pretty sure I'm the one with the visa. So I think of the two of us, I'm the one that's invited. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. Cause I think, you know, with everything that's happening with COVID and it's kind of just like, they keep asking like, well, are you, are you actually going to be able to go? Are you actually going to be able to go? And like, are they going to let you into the country? And I'm like, this isn't like, you know, I'm not, not going on holiday. <laughs> And that's what the frustrating thing is, is that like, I've also kind of just been like waiting for this, you know, whenever I'm going, I'm just like, I don't want to go and travel anywhere. And I don't want to like, you know, put myself in danger of like getting it because I'm just like, I've been like having, I've been waiting for this for like mm -hmm. a long time. And like, to be, yeah. you know, to be frank, like back, it was like back in like August of 2020 that my boss basically picked up the phone and said, I want to offer you a permanent position and I want you to come here. But these are all the hoops that we want, that we have to jump through essentially and this is everything we have to do if you don't want to do that I totally understand but I was just like but you don't understand that like I have this really weird undying love for London and so much so <laughs> that I actually left half my things with my that best friend in London when I left my because I was so emotional when I like when I was like preparing to leave and I was just obviously not wanting to leave and my mom actually was like why don't you just like leave up like one luggage just leave like half your things you know? And so, you know, fast forward to now, it's just so funny that, you know, she and I are going to move in together and she's had that all this time. And it's going to obviously make my second move back a lot easier <laughs> uh, because luggage is no joke. <laughs> but <Yo. laughs> that, that's like, that's like ultimate manifestation. I just want to yes. say like leaving a suitcase and being like, you I'll know what? You. Like I, yeah, I don't give it. I don't give it. I, I am leaving you here and I will see you again soon. Like that is like ultimate manifestation. That's, that's like putting the right energy out into the universe and the universe going like you did that. The All right, here you go. He's ready to go. <laughs> it was likes to sing a lot. <laughs> I usually cut it out of our podcast. <laughs> I was going to ask too, how did you guys meet? Just Oh my God. So Joey and I actually, we were both dancers on cruise ships. Oh my and God. Yeah. So we met because he was a replacement cast member on one of the ships that I was the dance captain on. So his husband was working on the ship as well as a crew staff. And then he came and we were in a cast together. And I actually went to Joey's wedding after a week of knowing him. Yeah, it was probably um I signed on to the vision January 18th and my wedding my wedding was January 31st my my anniversary is tomorrow oh my god so happy anniversary yeah. happy anniversary <laughs> thank you so our anniversary <laughs> was like a couple of days ago last week <laughs> yeah I mean it was um yeah last week 
<laughs> but yeah, ships are ships are weird because you're you're not on your phone because you don't have any service and you don't want to pay for internet. So you're literally just face to face with a group of people. Like I saw Joey every single day for like seven months, and it just kind of bonds you in a way that like can't really be described. My roommate, he um he was in the military, and he and I bond a lot about like certain things, like ship life and military life are creepily similar. Yeah. But yeah, so Joey and I have been best friends ever since and then you know separately we both were moving to London and it was kind of like exactly kind of like what happened with you it was very serendipitous I ended up getting an apartment like 10 minutes away from where he lives or him and his husband live and yeah I just want him to get here now it was like it was like the first time we met was one of my favorite stories ever oh god but but it was like after I think it was like we had heard about each other because we worked with people who were the same on different ships Mm -hmm. Um, and so like we were really good friends with the people that we mutually knew so we knew that like we kind of held the same values and that like we obviously get along with the same people and so I was like oh yeah like we're definitely going to be friends now did I ever think that like we would be as incredible of friends as that like that we are like beyond that I can even explain no but like it it was like almost like instant like I knew that like she was my girl like we got along and it was I mean honestly like we talk about we talk a lot about like that contract um it was on board a ship called the vision and that vision task that we had in the first place was like one of the best casts that I know I've ever worked with if, if not the best and it was like the two of us just I mean it's why we're on it's why we have a podcast together now and it's, yeah. it's why we're going to be living 10 minutes away from each other like <laughs> you don't just do that with like one of your like good friends like you do that with like your best friend you know <laughs> and it was so comforting to me because like Joey has his husband but like I didn't I, I have friends that I met on other ship contracts that live kind of in the London area but I don't have like I I wasn't coming here with that kind of support system so it was so nice to be able to have somebody that I'm so close to and be able to like have otherwise like any city it just gets really lonely and I'm that's so amazing that you have already been here you already know kind of like the layout of everything you already have friends here and then you're going to be living with your best friend as well like that's such a good foundation for like building a life here yeah I think it was when I I moved over for my master's program in 2018. I didn't know anyone. Well, I knew this one guy that I kind of met for a bit through like a study abroad that I did. But other than that, I just, it was like totally brand new. And then this friend that I'm moving in with, we actually were living in the same building. It was like student accommodation. And it was like the first night that everyone had just moved into their flats in this building. And then there was a group chat and they were kind of saying, let's go to the pub. Let's get to know each other. And it was so funny because, you know, we all went downstairs to meet everyone and then I met her and then she was with two other girls and then we were kind of just like we were so inseparable and it was me and this other girl named Lee and then this friend's name is Kavita so us three are American and then we had a fourth friend named Miriam who's from Morocco but she sounds like an American because she went to an American high school so (laughs) yeah it's just it's funny how you meet people and it was like I mean I like the rest of the night we weren't talking to anyone and it probably came off so rude but it's just like (laughs) that like you just like some people you kind of just click with and you just know like these are my people and then other people you're kind of like yeah like I know them and I definitely have colleagues from my master's program I'm like I know of them I know that I could reach 
out to them if I ever need anything, but like, they're not like this one friend that I have, or, you know, these friends that I made. And I think totally get the better you, you get at meeting people and identifying whether your like energy matches theirs. And like the, the older you get, the faster you can be like, yes, this is somebody who like I need to have in my life. And there's so many people that like, especially because of ships, you're kind of forced to be around people, whether or not you click with them, like it just is. And you get really good at being like, I will be around you and be pleasant, but I'm not investing my time into your emotional thing baggage because at the end of the day, it's just going to be draining for me. So distinguishing that is like, I think that um, kind of to piggyback off of that, like to Shane, like uh, working on ships, like you have this eight month period of not being with anybody else, not meeting other people. I mean, there are people who come in and out of your contract, but you're kind of like core group of who you work with. You're around for, for nine months at a time. And it's the only group on board that does that so you get to know these people so much I know people who I've known for 20 years who don't know me as well as Deshane does and that's just because like you're constantly 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 around these people and you always know you always know within this period of time who you're gonna be friends with that if you're in the same city together maybe you'll be like hey like I'm around like maybe you want to go for a drink there's some people you go I'm going to get along with you as best as I can I'm going to keep my distance but we can work together and then there's people where you're like this is my person these are my people I am going to make an effort especially when these people are from all around the world that you have to make an effort to be friends with these people and to put your time and effort into these people and you always know coming out of a contract what the who's kind of sorted into those those kind of groups and ships have just kind of expedited that process of getting to know how you get along with people Mm. yeah that's got to be really really interesting and I think I've never had an experience where you're kind of just like forced to spend time with those people I think like my master's program our cohort specifically was quite close but I think that was like you come to class and you kind of have a you have an option whether or not you want to invest in the people around you you can come and you can leave and that's kind of what I did at first and that's kind of just how I am when I first meet people like I literally used to go to class and then I'd like go home because my flat was super nearby and I'd make lunch at home like I wouldn't sit and like have lunch with people but I got to a point where we were I, I was kind of like the person that was scheduling you know nights out and dinners together and we just became very close and it was like kind of more of a chosen thing versus is you know being like these are your people and you're gonna be stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and sometimes it feels like that. (laughs) So I was going to ask Dee, what, what was your move like in terms of like, was it emotional for you? Because that's something that like, I've been kind of processing because I'm actually moving on Friday of this coming week. So, and I mean, Joey, this is like, I, I got like the visa approval, like beginning of Jan and then went and did my biometrics, you know, got everything done. And then they basically sent back the passport with the visa in it like way earlier than we had planned and I feel like I've just gotten to a point where I was I'm so tired of waiting (laughs) I kind of just sat down and was like flight booked okay (laughs) but I actually you know what I actually got really really good news and I was waiting to to share this especially with Jashane so they I don't have my visa (laughs) but (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) but Boston's there's like certain cities but Boston is one of them have re-updated their expedited processing so now I can pay for just a little bit more and I can get it in 
up to five business days. Yay. So it can take a day or two or three or four or five. <laughs> that um, is exciting. So it was like little victories. I'm like celebrating the little victories now because <laughs> that's all I have at the moment. But it was very exciting. Jacob called me and he was like, because we were like, oh, okay. Like on one hand, we were happy because we didn't have to pay any extra, but also like we wanted it as quickly as possible. So when they took it away, we were like, Oh, okay we just gotta wait now and now that they've re they've kind of reinstated it we know that like it's gonna come and it's gonna come quite quickly so once we got it together we got it together so but I'm congrats by the way moving <laughs> oh my god are you like how is like, like five days going and like are, are you stressed <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm kind of stressed I'm a little bit stressed but it was interesting. So like when I first, when I last moved, I had just graduated from college and I was living in a house of like 10 girls from my sorority. And so it was just really fun. And there was another girl that was moving to New York for her master's at NYU. And we did like this joint big going away party. And it was like super extravagant and everyone just got completely shit faced. <laughs> um, but it's such a different experience now, because I think like you were saying, Joey, it is like little victories along the way. I think the student visa process is kind of a lot more straightforward because it's like once you have a like your acceptance letter from a school you're basically good like you just you know you kind of just need to go and do your biometrics and stuff but like you know other visas I just feel like you have to jump through hoops and you have to do all these things and you know unless unless you have friends that have been through a visa process for the UK I don't think that people really understand it and I think people are kind of like they get confused because they're like well you said that you're moving back when you know back in whatever month <laughs> And you're saying now that, you know, this happened. And then, you know, a few months later, like something else happens. And it's just like, it is like little victories that do feel so special. Cause it's like, okay, I'm like one step closer, but like to so many people, they're probably just like, when are they going to move? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can. Yes. 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 To all of that. Yes. To, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like every time, because our podcast is literally about us moving to London. So every time something Somebody asked me a question. I'm like, you know what you should do is go listen to our episode about that. And um, then you can know and I don't have to tell you. Because <laughs> it is kind of like, it's a, I know that one person or one listener had like reached out to me on Instagram and basically like she was kind of in a similar position that I was last year. And she was saying, how did you transition from being a student to working in London as an American? And I was just like, I can't just like message you or like respond to you we need to like hop on a zoom call like it's a lot and it's just like it's it's things that you learn and things that you pick up because I don't really feel like there was anyone that could tell me like what to expect and yeah I think it's just it's it's a weird thing which I think was like so perfect as to why I found you guys because I was like yes I feel like you guys would totally get me and I feel like we would just completely click in terms of like just how frustrating visas can be absolutely no 100 yeah. <laughs> percent you are in like, good company here <laughs> <laughs> transitioning into working here as well I feel like for me has been such a big learning curve because the last like full-time job I had was on a ship so I'm already like behind everybody else who has been doing normal people things for you know their whole lives and then coming here and just trying to get a national insurance number and register with the GP and like have to deal with like time off in lieu and like just like random things and how I have to do my time card and stuff I just I feel so 
like behind and everybody else it's just how it's always been for them so I yeah it's it's been stressful for me (laughs) yeah I think it's I when I came back last February from doing a master's and that was like I finished my undergrad went straight into a master's because I was kind of in a place where I was like I know that I kind of want to venture more into this field rather than what I've graduated with for my undergrad but it was also to be honest kind of a way for me to say I a want to go and travel and live in London and just like you know do this fun thing but b I also just like I'm not in a place that where like a lot of my other peers around me are just like ready to jump into a full-time job you know working in the city and when I came back everyone there were people that were kind of like you know you're a little bit behind but like you know you can pick things up and you know once you get from like this position to this position it'll take this amount of years and a lot of these people in Seattle work in like these big corporations and organizations where it does take Mm -hmm. a couple of years to kind of move up and stuff so like to be fair like I don't know anything about the tech industry or like any of a lot of the organizations in Seattle but I think it was just kind of it feels a little odd for people to kind of say like oh you know you've 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 done things differently compared to everyone else and it's like well that doesn't mean that I'm not any more qualified than you are and that doesn't mean that I'm behind I don't think I just think that people have different opportunities and they are presented with different opportunities and you just want to do things differently and I think that that's completely fine but it was just kind of a weird like thing when I was kind of almost considering just staying here and just trying to find work here I think it was just the I don't know just that kind of turned me off I think and I I think I was just like okay let's just try again and try and look for work in the UK more can I ask you something yeah were were you like born and raised in Seattle? No, I, I was born in St. Louis, moved to China for four years because my mom's Chinese, lived in California for like 10 years and then moved to Washington. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. But like your like childhood friends, are they like kind of settled in the trajectory of their lives? Like all of my friends, for example, that I went to high school with, I am the only one that isn't married. I am the only one that doesn't have multiple children. And I always say that I'm just going to skip my first marriage and like, I'll meet them when they're at their second marriage and I'll just be right, right there. I think it's, I, I think the way that I've chosen to live my life sometimes makes people uncomfortable because it's so different from the norm. Like yeah. I went, I got a degree in jazz dance. Not a lot of people do that. <laughs> <laughs> people don't really know what to do with that. And honestly, <laughs> I get a job, I don't know what to do with it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I... I think I can totally relate to that. And I think I make a lot of jokes a lot of the time. And I think it's really easy to say, oh yeah, like, you know, once you, once you guys get divorced because you're people marry so early now, a lot of people, like I know people straight out of our undergrad got married and I was just like, and now they're having babies. And I'm just like, well, I think there was a meme that I saw or a tweet that I saw the other day that was like, can everyone just calm down? Like, who are my kids going to play with? I It's just, no. And I know that like in my master's program, I was kind of around a lot of older people and I was more one of the more younger people, but a lot of people that I know and that I know there in London are in these long-term relationships or they're married. And so it was kind of just like, sometimes it'd be like the running joke, like, oh, like Liz is like fifth wheeling. She's seventh wheeling. And it's like, (laughs) here, don't mind me. And it's like, but I think when you, when you find something that you really love and you find like, you know, 
know, I think like I am like passionate about my work. And I think that like doing this whole visa thing and then like starting a podcast, like the fact the past year has just been a lot of like time devoted to me, which has been kind of nice because when I was in London, I was kind of devoting a lot of time. And I think you can get into kind of like a toxic cycle of like wanting to put a lot of time into people and especially people that like, I mean, more so I, I will like tend to have feelings for people or I'll like, you know, be interested in people. And it's just been like the same reoccurring thing where I just get ghosted or it's just like, you know, Mm. just doesn't work out. And I think it's just like also the whole aspect of like modern dating where it's like, unless you find someone that like wants the same thing as you, you are just probably going to have the hardest time trying to date, trying to find anyone that kind of can A, support your lifestyle and support what you want to do, you know, like moving countries, B, you know, they need to kind of be able to like move with you and they need to be, you know, like you and Joey, like Joey, you and your husband and, you know, being able to do these big life things together. I just know so many people that are also like in relationships and they're like, well, I could never do what you're doing because my boyfriend, my husband works here and we have to stay here. So I think it's kind of like, it's a blessing in disguise, but it's also kind of like, you know, I don't know when I'm going to meet someone, but like, it might be like someday soon. Right. I, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I have a little bit of a different perspective, uh, just because I'm I'm married, but I think I still resonate with a lot of that stuff because like a lot of the reason why I'm, I'm happy in my marriage and a lot of the reason, like, I think that Jacob and I do so well and that we've been through, like, I, I mean, Jacob and I say that like, we've been through like in in two years of us being married, have been through so much because we, first of all, we want to be like, we always said to each other, like, we're not going to be the couple who settles down and who always wishes that they had the opportunity to go and travel or they had the opportunity to like take times for like themselves before they got settled down. Like I, I just came up with the idea of, well, came up with the idea, but I just kind of committed my, the idea of like me going to fashion school and like Jacob wants to like restart his speed dating business. And we always said like, no matter what, like we're going to support each other. And if he says like, Hey, like I'm, I have this great opportunity, but we have to move. Like I'm willing to adapt my life and and he's willing to adapt his vice versa. And like, we always said that like, no matter what, no, it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter. Like we just go along with it. And if you have something that you want to do and you look at me and you go, we're doing this, that we trust each other enough to go, okay, great. I'm quitting my job tomorrow and we're packing up and moving. You know, it's like, and I, I think because we met on ships and because that kind of life was very suited towards that kind of uh, trajectory in our lives anyways, of like constantly moving, not being in the same place. I mean, we always touch Shannon and I always mentioned like you could be in one country one day and then another country the next day and then a month later be on the other side of the world doing it in a completely different place and I think that kind of life was so suited towards what like Jacob and I wanted and we still kind of want to maintain that that I think I think it's important I think it's important that you have someone who supports you while also like you still being able to be an individual and you still being able to say this is what I want to do and I just need you to kind of support me in that and um it's hard it's a hard balance but with the right person it's it won't be you know I'm actually really glad we got on this topic and Liz one of the things I really like about your podcast or the things that you said like in past episodes talking about like one of the relationships that you had in the past and I really resonate with a lot of the things that you said about it because I dated somebody who was really toxic and I didn't realize it until you know it was at the end and I would I got so entrenched in like this idea of like me living to make his life easier and like, you know, make him happy and just stomped all over myself in the process, which 
really is not something that's in my character, but because I loved him so much, it, it just became my life. And this huge move for me was like the first time in many years that once I got out of that relationship that like I did something big for me because I wanted to do it. And it wasn't like a hidden kind of like, oh, but it'll make this easier for him as well. Like it was completely selfish, completely for me. And I just felt so freeing to be able to make that leap and know that I'm putting myself on a trajectory that's like only going up now. Yeah, I think I can totally relate to that. And I know I've spoken about it before. I know that there were kind of like two different situations in terms of like how I like to look at it. Like A, I I don't tell a lot of people, but like I'm really into running. And because when I first started running really long distances, I got my heart completely broken at the beginning of like January 2020, end of December. And it's a really there, it's a really crappy situation. It's like you really learn how to pick yourself up a little better each time. And what really was like the turnaround for me was May of 2020. There was a guy in my life that I had met through my master's program. We were very similar people. And I always saw it like as, you know, this trajectory of like, well, if I just keep adapting myself and if I keep, you know, doing things that he likes and doing things that will make him like me. And, you know, it got to a point where like it was sad because it took, it was about two years. It was almost two years that I was just like very like entangled in this and, you know, very focused on this and putting someone on a pedestal and really prioritizing them and their needs over yours. I finally woke up is what it felt like. And I finally saw that he just did not care. And he's never going to see, you know, no matter how much I put myself out on the line, no matter how much I truly like just stretch myself thin, he's never going to see the potential of not only me, but like him and I like as you know, two. And it was like a really sad awakening. And (laughs) it was hard. But this was also kind of like, I feel like this kind of like ties in with the manifestation stuff. But like, I from like that moment on in my head, I was like, we're done here. And it was like two weeks after that is when I got an interview for this job that I have now. And And then for like two months, I just like did not speak to him. I was like, I'm not I'm not focusing on this for once I'm trying to focus on myself and then come July he kind of reached out for the first time in two months to say you know hey what's up what's going on the way that I went about it was just kind of like I was I flat out was honest and I said I have put you as my priority for like the past a year and a half and I'm exhausted and I need to start Mm. prioritizing myself and this doesn't mean you know anything bad towards you I love our friendship and I love you know our experiences and I would love to, you know, still consider you to be a colleague. I just can't have that same level of intensity. And his immediate response was to A, not reply to the message, never has. B, he's blocked me on every single social media site. And I just never heard from him ever again. Okay. But that is like such a blessing in disguise as well. Like I know how difficult that must be. And I know like you put so much emotion into like one single person and to turn around and it, it, it not work out. And, but sometimes like that then gives you the satisfaction of being like, I did everything I I needed to do. I, yeah. Also I was right. And saying (laughs) like, you know what? I, I did what I needed to do. I put all of my ducks in a row and 
you didn't. And at the end of the day, like, if you don't want to respond, if you want to block me on everything, fine, I'm not losing sleep over it at night. And like, as well as like it then, and I was talking to Deshane about this, like those experiences, the experiences that like in the time hurt so much are also the experiences that you learn so much from. And even in the bad times, like you now know moving forward, what to look for in, in some, in someone and what not to look for in someone. And, and you're able to learn and grow so much from that. But it sucks. Like no one wants to be sitting alone, drinking a bottle of wine to themselves, crying over, I don't know, a friend's episode because you're just upset. But you know what? We've all been there. We've all eaten, eaten through a tub of ice cream. And you know no, what? You know like, what? You know, like props to you for standing up for yourself and telling him like, I deserve better than this. That's not crying with a tub of ice cream. That's being like, this is my worth. And like, if you're going to act like a child in response to that, that's my point proven. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. That, that literally like makes my hand sweat. I hate that so much. It's, I hate being blocked. <laughs> I want you to know exactly it's, what it's I just, think. And I want you just to like know so, that I'm online and I'm choosing not to talk to you. <sighs> it's just like so childish. It's so childish. And it's like, we are all adults here. Well, I thought we were all adults here. And I thought that we were <laughs> able to have a conversation. But- I guess not. And I ain't wasting my time over you anymore. Done. Next. Yeah. So when you move to London on Friday, are you like dipping the toes in the dating pool? Because Joey is no help to me and I am the worst. (laughs) And I don't know how to date on land and I need help. (laughs) I, yeah. I mean, between my friend and I, she and I are just kind of like in this phase of being like, we, when we met, we were so boy crazy. We were going on bumble dates, like nobody's business. And then we'd like go to happy hour in Shoreditch to talk about it and to talk about all these different things. So it's, yeah. And I can't imagine, cause I mean, the year that I've been home, I live in like, I've known that I've been, you know, I'm going to go back since like July of last year. So I've just like not put any effort into dating, like period. And it's been a hiatus of just like, I, you know, there's, even if I wanted to here, I it just doesn't make sense. Like I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't know when, but I'm leaving and I, I know it's going to happen. I think I, I'm also just kind of like in a place where I'm like, you know what? I put up with like the most childish of people. <laughs> I've just, I don't know if I'm just like looking in the wrong places. So I'm just like, I think I just, and like, after all that happened, I, you know, that's like when I ran my first marathon, started my podcast, got the visa, like that's when things started happening. And I think that that was truly like such a big sign too, of just like, you never needed him in your life. And if anything, like he was probably holding you back. So I think for me, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm kind of almost afraid of like letting people in again, because I'm like, you know what? Like I've built myself up and I've really changed as a person. And I think if you guys had met me in February of 2020, I was such a completely different person, <laughs> like compared to who I am now, which I'm like, I'm really proud of it. I'm just like, not oh God, you're after our literal hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is not happening. I'm not going backwards. I'm only, I'm trying to go forward, but I think online dating is like, it's okay in London is what my experience has been. But at the same time, it's just like with the pandemic, it's kind of like your only option, which sucks. Yeah. Because Besides like sustained eye contact. <laughs> which I have tried. And I, I have, you have a moderate amount of success. <laughs> What walking seven streets down down too far? Oh my God. Liz, I saw this. Cute, I was walking home from work and I saw this cute boy. I told this story on our podcast like 
two weeks ago. But um, there was a guy and he was standing waiting for the bus. And I was like, I got very distracted. And so I was just like, I walked past him because he was really cute. And so I wanted to like make eye contact with him. So it turns out, I did not realize this for a long time, but I was so distracted by the cute boy that I walked past my street and then walked like seven blocks too far. And I had to turn around and come back the way I came. (laughs) Because I just moved here. So like, and it was dark to be fair. It was like 11 o'clock at night. So like, I didn't realize that I had walked past my own damn house, but that's, the pretty much all the success I've had. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, hopefully things start to look up, but I think I'm very excited for you guys to both, you know, be in London and I'm excited to be in London. And honestly, knock on wood that we are out of lockdown soon. And that, because I would love to meet you guys in person. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Yes. I've just, that would be so we've been, yeah, we've been having such a great conversation and I'm so glad that I've been able to have you guys on today. Yeah, yeah it's been awesome. It's been absolutely fabulous. Oh God, fabulous. I, we have this drinking game on our, well, a newly developed drinking game on our podcast. <laughs> I say fabulous quite often. And so uh, that's definitely another sip for the people listening and playing the drinking game. Cause I think I've said it probably about four or five times this, uh, this episode. So have fun. <laughs> Well, I would love to give you guys time now just to kind of plug your podcast a bit more and um, let listeners know where they can find you and how they can listen to your podcast and learn more about the realm of visas. Oh, absolutely. We cover all of that stuff. We cover finding roommates, how to pack, me getting a job, Joey's never-ending visa struggles. We cover like the difference between the UK and the US grocery stores, everything. And then we have- Also like, it's just like, you'll, you'll laugh. You'll have a good time. Like grab a drink. Like it's that kind of thing. Like you can definitely put it on when you're doing absolutely anything. If you're driving, if you're working out, like it is, it's honestly such an easy listen. And I know that you'll laugh along with us because we definitely laugh um, at ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we, you can listen to us um, anywhere, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts and it's just new to the city and you spell city c-i-t-e-a and we also have an instagram which is new to the city podcast twitter which is new to the city and um, we put all of our episodes on youtube as well which is just new to the city podcast and if you want to follow me uh, my instagram is um at deshane graham and my name is long and hard to spell so i'm just gonna sing a quick little song and it's um <laughs> d-e-s-c-h-e-n-e-s that's all's knee so deshane graham and that's my instagram and if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is the Betty Bang. Um, that is actually my personal drag account because uh, you are in the presence of a queen. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> that is um, the Betty Bang. Um, make sure you spell the T H E. Well, I know that I will be following you guys, but I'll have everything in the show notes um, so that people can find you, follow you and get to know you guys a bit better. But I'm excited to, yeah, connect with you guys more in the future and hopefully connect with you guys one day in person. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, and then you absolutely. can teach me how to run because um, it's something I really want to learn how to do. Um, and I will uh, be sitting back at the uh, flat with a glass of wine waiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. And I will have all of Dee and Joey's information in the show notes, as well as more information about me and my podcast. If you are new to the Resiliency and Running podcast, I just want to remind people that I am fundraising for the Boston Children's Hospital for the London Marathon in 2021. And so if you would kindly go and check out that donation link, I would greatly appreciate it. And please make sure to leave a review on Apple podcast, but until then I will see you in the next episode. Bye.